What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Trek Talk. I am SK. On the stage, we have... Handy, as usual. So waiting for you there, Handy. And then, boom. And we also have... Occam's is joining us. Tech will not be joining us today. Even though when he says he does, he's not going to be joining us, he still pops in and out, gives his two cents, and then just disappears with a mic drop. So... Anyway, so I guess the first order of business, we'll go ahead and get this shit out of the way. On Server 34, there was a recent war or something. To be honest with you guys, I don't really play the game much anymore. But there was some sort of a crazy war. Someone got told to fuck off, and they took that as um, justification for declaring KOS on an entire team. I'm summarizing. There might be a little bit more to it than that. But... Here joining us that's going to be able to tell us all about it is the one, the only, the man with the plan, fucking handy. What happened, man? Wow, that's interesting. He never fails to deliver. Thank God, man. Thank God you are one quarter of this team. You are the quarter that matters. Love it. I love it, handy. The quarter you find on the ground when you need extra change for the parking meter. Okay, well... I'm making coffee. Give me a minute. 1,001. 1,002. 1,003. Okay, well, I lied, everyone. I guess we'll revisit that. He wasn't... He wasn't ready. It takes him... He's For him to make coffee, he's got to go physically to, like, South America and get the beans and then come back and then he has to roast them himself outside and then he has to grind them and then he has to brew it but first he has to distill the water from pure glacier water that comes from the arctic circle or something anyway boom what's going on with you guys how are you you boom awesome give us something uh i think in a hilarious turn of events i finally watched all of strange new worlds and was ready to talk with tech about it that is actually pretty fucking funny (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i've watched it i started like i started categorizing in my mind what i liked about it what i didn't like about it some and i'm like and as i was watching it i'm like i should remember what i'm thinking because these are topic points i can finally talk with with trek about with sorry with tech about man i i, I swear there was a there was a uh, what was it? There was a damn card game that everybody got into for a while, in like the early two thousands when I was a kid. Yu Gi Oh, Magic the Gathering. Well, I was a teenager, but yeah, Yu Gi Oh. That's what it was, right? So there was like this one guy, and we—I mean, we really enjoyed the game, and I thought the game was pretty good. It was well developed. Um, I enjoyed the card game. You know, the cartoon was pretty cool and everything. The idea behind it, anyway. So we all played the card game for a couple years, and then like like anything, it kind of. It kind of wears off, you know, just like I, I still enjoy playing the Pokemon video games, but I really have not, I don't care about the Pokemon cards, right? You know, everything, you know, has like a, a, you know, a shelf life for people. And so the group of friends that we had, we were trying to get everybody into it. And everybody kind of, you know, jumped on the bandwagon. We're like, dude, this thing's really fun. You got to check it out. And they're like, yeah, this is really cool. And because at that point, we were looking for an alternative to Pokemon because we've been playing Pokemon for years and years and years. And we were like looking for an alternative. And Magic the Gathering, I think at that time for us, I think it, it just seemed really intimidating because there was just so much involved. So we found this Yu-Gi-Oh thing. And so like we had we had played it really great. Any, but, you know, again, kind of fell off. We moved on to the next thing. Like I think at that point we were, you know, 
like, you know, 15, 16, whatever it was. And now we're interested in, you know, humans with opposite plumbing at that point. And so I remember I get, you know, I'm, uh, I go over to my buddy's house and he's like, dude, look, I finally got a Yu-Gi-Oh starter deck. And it was just, it's a similar thing. That's what it reminded me. I was like, dude, we're fucking, <laughs> you're too late. <laughs> like we've moved on. Andy, are you fucking done yet? Pretty much. He's taking his time just to prove a point. No, he's, he's fucking, he's, he's like, he's like whipping the cream himself. Well, you know, it's quite a process. Good coffee takes a second. Yeah, I don't know. I have I have really good coffee. It doesn't take that long. Uh, mine's better. I don't know, dude. I grind the beans, you know, do all that stuff. 300 and something dollar coffee maker. We got some pretty fucking good coffee over here. And hey, Well, my $50 coffee maker kicks yours ass. Just saying. On today's episode of Trek Talk, we one-up each other about who has a better coffee maker. Anyway, I think it's also worth noting that apparently this war is like already over. So it's not even that exciting anymore. It was like really anticlimactic. I was like, what? They started a war because of what? And it lasted like, you know, a squirrel's attention span and then it was done. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. So I just escaped the noise. Um, yeah. I, you know, I caught flack for ending it, but it started for a silly reason and ended for a silly reason so yeah that was pretty much it no if anybody um, amongst the audience has any counterpoint to that well i mean we spent all this time waiting you could at least kind of like i pretty much no i pretty much explained it i mean like that was someone said fuck off and and yeah, and there was a many war. Who, 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 who went to war? Who said "fuck off"? Why do we care? We don't. That's the thing. But we're just mentioning it. I was actually hanging out in uh, uh, Nona's public chat the the night that went down, and uh, you know, and I that's why I maintain the the best reason to give to declare war is just we don't like you. Because everybody wants to like nitpick like what caused it and didn't, and then it just fucking becomes you know some internet fucking chat log PM sleuthing, and everything goes in the in the in the goddamn uh uh you know uh, archives. Uh, just no, nah, just tell people yeah eh, we just don't like you. Because what are they gonna do? Well, yes, you do. No, we really don't. Yeah, I think Occam's on to something. Especially for you guys in 34, which everything that's ever been said in any GCAC PM DM on Discord or Astral Thought Wave production has all been recorded and is in archives that will be pulled out and tried to use it against you three to five years. You know, what started that is these small alliances and then some of the bigger ones, probably mostly Nona, picked it up and ran with it. Mainly because people kept calling us liars and uh, people make up stories, right? They just make up nonsense on why things happened. So we're like, no, here's the fucking screenshots. This is what happened. If you really fucking want to know, here's all the details. 
to to be fair that happens that revisionist history happens i think on a lot of servers and you know it it can be funny when you know the smart folk you know pull shit out from like a year ago or a month ago weren't you pissed at us for the exact same thing you just said and called it reprehensible we had a nutcase come on and and uh say that we had declared war on on UMAD recently and i was like Mm. I mean, this was a few days ago. I actually missed most of it, but but they literally they had declared on us, and then even though like he was inundated with screenshots, the the reference was right there on server forty five Discord where where dollars made the declaration. It's like no, no, you guys declared on us. So, some people just will not accept reality. Well, I think it's they won't accept facts because it's uh, it interferes with their own personal reality. Should I go save my guests from Mars? No. No, just let let them let them have it. Say, you better get in that kitchen, and make me a sandwich. Or I'm gonna, I'll bite him. I'll bite him, motherfucker. I've done it. What a lively bunch today. Oh man, then Titan started barking at my buddy. He hates him. For some reason. Trusts his instincts. Ah, uh, he hates everybody. Titan, come here. That's a great dog. It's a dog after my own heart. Yeah, no, really truly, I think I'd rather it be this way. Like it's kind of like, eh, start barking at everybody, but then at the same time, it's like uh early warning system so and god damn it he's loud on titan anyway back to the war thing yeah so it, it's almost always something hypocritical it's almost always something ridiculous that's the thing about wars in this game personally they've made an effort to not make it personal and not turn it into some stupid cuz we've done it before I've been the first one to jump on the bandwagon of, oh, you did this and you did that, and I'm offended. I don't have the fucking energy anymore to be offended over something stupid. It's like mob mentality. You just get a bunch of people together, and a few people say, I'm offended at this, and now everybody's offended, and it's just stupid. I don't know. I kind of like it when the wars get personal. That way, it it there's much more satisfaction when you crush them. Yeah, you get a real drive out of it because then you really, really don't like them. Yeah. But what's the point? It's entertainment. Can't, can't you keep the personal out of it, Alcum? Can't you just go blow people up and still have fun and not make it personal? Um. Sure. I mean, here's I the personal I'm talking about. Like, I don't try you, to make you it get personal. somebody sending a PM that, like, literally, you can just tell that they fucking hate your guts, and that shit's just ridiculous. Like the way people treat, like, look, for example, the way some people have treated, like, a few people in dark and upper management in dark is just fucking reprehensible. Like. I don't care how big of a piece of crap some of these people may or may not be. It doesn't make it okay to be a piece of shit back to them. 
Well, I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, when I say, you know, I like it better when it, when it does get personal, uh, you know, I like it when they make it personal and they get all worked up and then they, they, their mouth slips off their sear and runs away from them. And I'm like, well, now I got a fucking real reason to, to, I'm not dispassionately killing you. Now, now I'm taking some, some perverse joy out. Okay. That, that I can appreciate, but you're certainly not going to feed back into it. Are you? Uh, no, I don't get really and go send fucking love letters and shit. I don't do that. It's not worth my time. I don't really, really want to talk to people anyway. Uh, but you know, I love it when they do it. And would, would you chastise your own player for doing it, or do you let your people do that? No, we 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 don't let that. I want the other person to do it and give me a reason to hate them. Okay, fair enough. I don't want to invent reasons. I want them to. Fair enough, but I want them to the, get the problem. I see is people just get whipped into it anyways, and then they just can't. Literally, some people cannot help themselves, but act the same exact way the person that they hate is acting towards them. Yeah, we get that from time to time, but for the most part, it's it's not too bad. And I I like it when they take it personally and get personal. It it does give me that little bit of extra joy when I go around blowing them up. It's you know, it's like when you, you know, the game's there for entertainment and it's like, you know, a, a decent movie, for example, often it will have the protagonist and an antagonist and you like to dislike the antagonist and root for the protagonist, generally, not always. But the point being that in entertainment, sometimes it's nice to have someone that you don't like. Do any of you, do any of you have like hobbies that don't involve this game? Like, like, obviously, I do the gym thing, and I also have, uh, you know, a couple other nerdy things that I do. Andy, he's into cars, shit like that. Like, why do I, I really get the feeling that so many people that are getting so emotionally invested don't actually have hobbies. Or jobs. I, I don't mean that as a slight. I really don't. And I don't mean to attack anybody. Everybody's in a different position. Some people busted their ass and did a lot of things when they were younger. Some people get into it when they're older. Like, what I'm saying is everybody's at different stages in their life. But what I'm saying is... Uh, from some people who are getting emotionally invested, I truly want to know, do you actually have a hobby? And I don't mean something where you sit down and watch TV, like something you do, building fucking model ships, going on hikes, riding, you know, you go cycling, you go uh, running with a group of running friends, or, you know, you have gym buddies or cars or something like that. Because whenever I talk to people... I think this is their hobby, SK. But what I'm saying is, like, that's 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 the point I'm getting to. It's like... It's it's like a, with your investments, you got to diversify your po- portfolio. You put all your stocks in one thing, and it crashes. You're fucked, right? So that's the same thing with this game. You put all of your 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 heart and soul into doing this one thing that they could pull from the market at any point they want to. Um, and so when something goes on, you're so emotionally invested. It it is actually real life to you. So I really want to know. Um, and and if I see some comments or if I get like DMs or something where people are offended, then I'll know that you you actually don't have anything else going on because maybe <laughs> you feel attacked. But um, what what else do you have going on? Do you have you thought about it? It's not rhetorical either. Like other people, please raise your hand, come up, talk, send a a, a PM or, or a, a ch- uh, go in the Trek Talk chat channel and and say what do you do? Because for fuck's sake, you know. I mean, uh, for myself. 
Uh, I certainly do. Uh, but you are right. We have seen those people on our server, and I know they exist in droves on every server, that it seems like this is all they got. And uh, they are overly passionate in a destructive way. It's not that. It's just that they overthink. Well, and then when it goes against them, because they have nothing else to distract themselves, so they end up overthinking. It's just a human condition. They can't fucking help it. And they fall apart when the game starts going badly for them. I've caught myself doing the same fucking thing. I did the same thing. I, I was in that boat during COVID when I, you know, all I had was I couldn't go anywhere, do any of the other hobbies. So I had lifting weights, which occupied like an hour, hour and a half of my day. And then after that, it was STFC. So I would get over emotionally invested. We just had that issue with, with, a player that we had to boot and then you know later on got booted from some other alliances because he was getting overly invested and and well he was full on nut job crazy yeah but i mean it was it was nut job crazy and like he used starfleet fleet command as as like his outlet for that particular crazy i have no doubt that that guy Everything he's ever done in his life is his. He's applied that level of crazy to. But he's just not mentally well. There are so I also feel like it's worth pointing out too that there are people, and and Handy and I know at least several of these people personally, who have certain disabilities for things outside of their control. It's not like they were tried to be unhealthy or anything like that. It's just some shit happened to them. You know, and so they are disabled. They are very limited in what they can do. Um, so, again, it's not like attacking them. Some people, as I said, are in different stages of life. Some people have more more, more capability than others as far as movement and things like that. But, um, but the fact still remains, SK, that they have chose this game to dump all of their extra into. And they could easily, even if they don't have a PC, they could go buy a PC and get into photo editing. I don't know anything yeah graphic design yeah i think i doesn't matter well i think there's also all kinds of things in my opinion there's also an element in my educated opinion in this case there's also an element of because we know it's a social game there's an element of when you're in certain positions where maybe you don't have the ability to to go out and do all these different things where you do where as humans we are social creatures contrary to popular belief so we do seek out some sort of social interaction um, for the most part. And so I think there's that. And then it gets to the point where just like think about when you were a kid and you would hang out with the same dude or girl or whatever, you know, you would hang out with the same person for like an extended amount of time. Just like anything, eventually it got to the point where you were kind of like sick of them. You were sick of their shit. You know, because you were just always, it was always the same thing over and over and over again. And then so, you know, then you move on to hanging out with someone else and then maybe you come back to that person and yada, yada, yada. But it's very similar to this game. And I'm noticing more and more that some of the things that I thought um, were were sort of true about the game aren't necessarily true. And, and so, I don't know, especially now taking a step back. So that's why I'm posing this question who knows anyway it's just human condition long story short well it is you define this in anything 
And, you know, getting back to, to what you guys were talking to or talking about with the declaration, I'm right there with Occam in that, like, it, does it really matter why anybody declared? I mean, like, I get that it, it's funny and and but I mean, like, ultimately, like, why even bother? To, to me, it's not something that needs to be litigated. It's just like, cool, let's go blow things up. I will tell you that. As diplomat, the I just don't like you declaration is wildly unpopular with enemies. <laughs> it is still something they are mad about, honestly. That, that's, that's just throwing salt and gasoline on my hate. I'm okay with them. That raises another question. Why aggravate people like that? I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but just... why? Ag- yeah, of course it is. Why aggravate people like that? If you don't give somebody an out, then that... They still have an out. I mean, I, <laughs> no, they, not really, but okay. Well, they, they do because we still let them, like, we let them discuss with their diplomat and come to terms. So even if we don't like you, it doesn't mean we're going to just war with you forever. Whereas it's sometimes irritating to have the whole... You know, a war gets started because, you know, somebody hits an armada, whatever. Okay, well, they just immediately boot that player. Well, sometimes, like, you've revved up the engine. You want to you wanna let it go a little bit. So... And also, I, I, mean, I there, think there's no point in litigating. The, I mean, we found it's easier just to not bother litigating whether or not our, our wars are valid, in their opinion. Like... That's a very good point. And I can see a lot of. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, good point. I, I also keep telling these people, like, stop just, like, no, we didn't ask you to boot the player. Don't just boot the player. That doesn't solve the problem. Like, it's probably better just to have the player apologize and make sure they don't do it again than to just kick them out and say, well, they're not here anymore. So why are we fighting? Yeah, but now they've just created uh, a fucking person with a huge chip on their shoulder that's going to cause issues. Later. Exactly. That's my point. Plus, you have the the people that remain who are bitter sometimes about that player being booted. Like, oh, we're appeasing them. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of just instantly booting somebody because of an issue. Uh, A lot of alliances do that on our server as well. And it's like, it's just such a cop-out, such an easy response to any problem. And it doesn't help because then that person's just pissed off they got booted and they hold a grudge against you. And probably the alliance they came from. So now they're pissed off at two alliances. I would and say blah, that, blah, blah. well, that's, that's absolutely true. I would say there is an exception uh, for us of stuff that uh, rises to the occasion of what we call our neighborhood watch, which uh, if, if, if an alliance has a guy and they're saying they're really crossing, you know, toss lines and morality and, and, and lines and they're saying hateful shit. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, 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 you know, we take a really strong edge. We're like, yeah, that player needs to go. And any alliance that picks them up is going to, is going to pick up a cost. We're going to ostracize this player from the game and anybody that gives this horrific person uh, a haven to continue to play the game and you're also giving them uh a platform to continue with that behavior so that 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 is our exception yeah that's different that i, I wasn't saying in that situation 
And the level of that is not telling somebody to go fuck themselves. It's generally the isms. It's real world, you know, it's the real world threats. It's, you know, stuff like that. I just saw a story of some kid, some like 15 year old kid threatened to kill somebody online in a game. And anyway, et cetera, et cetera. The cops literally pressed felony charges, put the kid in juvie for years because he threatened to kill people online. It's actually a fucking crime, people. Yeah, making up terrorist threats. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and like Occam said, that is the one exception where we're like, all right, boot them. Like, I mean, because that's that's the same situation that happens in our alliance. They are there's no, you know, there's no passing go. There's no second chance there. You go down that route and you are immediately booted. The same people that are getting bent out of shape about this could either a wouldn't be able to survive life in a freaking 2007 Xbox Live lobby. Or two, they're the type of people that would report you to Microsoft in said lobbies. Actually, one of the players who got put on our neighborhood watch, like, messaged me like, what? Why was this a problem? Haven't you ever been in an Xbox lobby? And I was like, whoa, hey, that's not where we're, uh, I don't know that that's where we're, I don't know that's the standard we should. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, let's choose the lowest bar possible. And uh, that's our example. Good job, people. Good job. But the just booting people thing. I mean, we're so one of our active wars. I won't name. I'll I'll, I'll change names to protect the stupid. But uh, we'll we'll call this alliance uh, Spirit and their uh, purported negotiator. The last conversation we had is why are we still fighting? We kicked out that player. He's not even here anymore. They also kicked out that player and sent them to their ally and don't understand why that's a problem. So they're, uh, well, they've got bigger issues now. Or they just think we're idiots. Or, yeah, well. Sending someone to your sister alliance is, yeah. And then, yeah, just the the number of of people that that we are currently at war with that just they absolutely refuse to address the core of of why we're actually at war with them even when it's been you know discussed with them like i do not feel you get paid enough for this at may It, it, it may. What happened with that? What happened with that Diplo leadership from that one alliance that was complaining that you weren't making things happen fast enough, and they wanted they went Karen and they wanted to talk to your boss. They <laughs> wanted to, they wanted to speak to your manager, and you were like, "Well, that would be Occam. I can hook you up with that." What the fuck happened with that? I never got I never got a DM. Stunning. Yeah, he was, he was like, I said, I said, well, the, the backup diplomat is uh, Occam, if you want to talk to him. And he was just like, oh, super. No. Uh, yeah, well, they're, um, I don't know, they have another guy who's a little more reasonable. And, uh, well, they have a choice in front of them that's either going to, you know, kind of just cement the war 
and make war their forever home or 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 they can do something else but you know it's a choice and i spent a long time explaining it to their admiral at the moment and i don't know what they're gonna do this is the secret suicide pact we were talking about yeah well <laughs> it was telling me these problems telling me these issues and i was like you know sometimes i think they've just all secretly signed some suicide pact cult together you know yeah, I don't, I don't, well, I, I mean, I think, I, I was reading the history of this whole thing, and I don't want to get too much into 45 specific things, but like, there was, you know, our longest go, war. Go for it, man. We've heard so much about S-34. No, I'm kidding. Our, our longest war was like, basically started with this, you know, the provocateur and the rules-free alliance is like, let's all go up against the big dog and gets everyone all riled up and they all declare war on, uh, well, it wasn't us at the time, but whatever. And then two days later, he's like, no, just kidding. I'm not part of this. And, you know, everyone else surrenders, but this one alliance sticks with it. You know, we're in week 86 here of that. And they just, you know, are stuck with this albatross. But then they absorb that alliance of the rules-free people who started this just to watch it burn. So, like, they have, they have, like, adopted their own prankster. And now they have this internal voice of just, like, that's why I was saying they're, they're, they're Don Quixote, but their Sancho is uh, the Joker. That, that's, that's a nice mental image. <laughs> yeah. I, but so it leaves them just in this place of just like, we're going to reject reality because actually we forgot why we're fighting you and our moral compass's magnetic north is wherever you aren't. I bet if we went and started praising Cole, they'd boot him. <laughs> Interesting test. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it gets back to that, you know, the initial start of the discussion. Uh, some people just cannot accept reality they can't square it with what they want to believe and so they just start to actively reject what has literally occurred well people are very bad at being told they're wrong even supported by evidence it's once once you have something as a belief if something contradicts that belief it is automatically false like it's you know you're just gonna yeah no the the well, I believe the world is flat, so I don't believe you, even though I'm looking at it from a space station. It just won't register at a certain point. Yeah, that, that self-righteous thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I've often held that, uh, not to get into religion specifically, but if if whatever deity, like if you believe in, in a higher power, if it, there are some people so self-righteous that if that God actually showed up and literally told them they were wrong, they would just believe that, that's not actually their their god yeah <laughs> yeah like it, it, they're just so fucking self-righteous and detached that <laughs> god shows up like i i never said these things were sins that you guys hate like i i don't i don't hate those people oh he's a heathen burn him that's a sin saying that out loud it's a sin seriously but you know this has been theology talk but it's but it's a it's a valid comparison because once it's it's um I don't know I don't personally like uh, beliefs I like to find out I'm wrong because that's when you learn something you know it's science 
your hypothesis being wrong means you learned something from your experiment. But um, I don't know, people like to hold on to beliefs. And then if something challenges that belief, well, it must be wrong. I'm not going to learn or grow because my beliefs are comfortable to me. Yeah, no. <clears throat> but yeah, S45 uh, has been amusing the past few weeks. Um, you know, with the uh, various, as it may have saying, uh, disbelief of, of presented reality. Well, I, yeah, I just obviously, as I, I said in that channel, like I, I'd been out for a few days, but going back and, and that guy literally trying Bob. to say that, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, you declared on us. And then like getting inundated with screenshots and he's like, no, no, you, you rescinded. So then we just clarify, oh, like just, man, people will really try to twist shit to fit their narrative. It's, it's amazing. And I think that does go back to the whole, they don't have maybe anything else, any hobbies, anything like that. So they also put. If that chuckle fuck had just said, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're at war with you guys because we just don't like you. I'd be like, I can respect that. Good enough. Yeah, it's something like. But that chuckle fuck, by the way, if he does come back to 45, you need to rebut him. Just search his username in the GIF button, and the all my opinions are dumb and bad GIF is there for everyone to use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But, I mean, that goes to, that's kind of like, they need a bad guy to feel the way that they feel. Like, you have to be a demonstrative bad guy, and that excuses my actions or, or justifies my actions or whatever. And I'm like, I just fucking hate people. It's so fucking easy if you try. Yeah. I don't even get the need to have a bad guy. Like it's, it's just, it's just a game, like freaking blow people up and have fun. Like <laughs> that's the thing though. Naturally people always seek out a bad guy. Always, always have to have somebody that's the bad guy. So part of it too i feel like when going back to that whole people take it too seriously they need a reason to justify that emotional uh, uh tie they have to it like and so when they get upset when somebody blew them up or shit like that it, instead of just internalizing it and realizing they've taken the game too seriously instead they have to view you as a bad guy to, to justify their frustration so, so I really think it ties back to as well, just uh, you're taking the game too seriously. And so now you need a reason to, you know, uh, okay that, that emotional investment. In it. it could be just conditioning. People need to believe that they are the good guy and, and, and whoever their opponent is, is the bad guy, because that's a hundred years of movies. That's a thousand plus years of literature. It's always anything heroic is there's a bad guy. There's a demonstrably bad guy. And the bad guy does something to the good guy. And that motivates the good guy uh, to do whatever it takes to win. And I think I really think there's like a conditioning that's gone on because you're because that's that's every action movie. That's every 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 story. Uh, uh, Hero quest story. Yeah, that I mean, that's that's everything, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, to me, I don't, like, people always think 
because of, I, I guess, how I talk to them, <laughs> um, that I am way more emotional about this game than I am. And I think a lot of people who are within our alliance or who have played with me for a long time recognize the fact that I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> like, there are things that do upset me, but not very often is it our enemies. Um, like, I if someone blows me up and and there's a reason why, like, I look at the logs to try and figure out how they blew me up. Uh, if there's something that I could do better or, you know, crew better or change in order to, to you know, get that difference. Um, but I'm like, I don't sit here and be like, I'm not like, oh, yeah, evil. That guy's a whatever. Like, I mean, I think he's foolish because i mean any number of reasons but he's a source of endless entertainment yeah and and but like beyond that i I don't actually think that like i know nothing about him in real life like i'm not going to make any judgments based on on his behavior in this game on you know of him as a person um you know Maybe it's just that there are many gamers who've never played sports. Like, they just can't conceive of an adversary who's not a mortal enemy. Like, yo, this is an opponent. I can have a beer with them later. That's fine. A contest need not be ideological. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, it is. I I was just going to say, when wars, like, there are, we have two types of wars. One where there's a war and it ends and everyone goes on with their lives. And others where it becomes ideological. And once it becomes ideological, all the players are like, well, you're the big bad guys. And we're going to stand up to you in the name of, we forget. (laughs) That's a really, that's actually, that is actually a really good point. Um, I never thought about it that way. Like, I wrestled. And I did judo and there was a guy, you know, when I wrestled, there was a guy from another school and he and I were actually really good friends. And like we would be in the middle of a wrestling match and talk shit to each other and like try to make each other laugh to screw up, you know, like, you know, you like whisper in the other one's ear, like, I'm going to stick my thumb in your ass. Just like stupid shit, just being funny. And people, you know, I don't know. I think people that have been involved in sports like that understand that that's the way it is. But I think you're right. Like people who have never done any sort of organized uh, sport, especially uh, like combat sports or something where there's actually contact, maybe football or hockey or something like that. They don't understand. I mean, obviously you'll have dickheads that are, you know, dickheads, but for the most part, it's like, Hey man, that move you pulled on me. Can you, can we talk about that over by the water fountain or something? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm one of my hobbies is I do, uh, precision rifle shooting, which and with the local match, and <clears throat> there's a guy that stomps a fucking mud hole in my soul every time I go up against a match with him, and he's a former crayon eater, and he <laughs> talks so much mad shit to me. People are like, "I can't believe you said that to guy. That guy, he looks unstable," and I take it, but that guy has never, and his skill level is so far beyond mine. It's it's 
order of magnitude. But he's never passed up an opportunity after he got done stomping a hole in my soul and talking mad shit to me to then go, hey, uh, let me help you out. Let's uh, go have a beer and uh, lunch and uh, let's talk about your gear. Let's talk about your technique. Let's talk about uh, I saw you on this certain stage with this awkward positional shooting. He's like, here's how I do. So that guy fucks me up in every match and talks mad shit but then after all is said and done he's like he's like uh, let me help you out yeah so um i do want to put a cap on stfc we've been going at it for about 45 minutes so if anybody has any absolute last thoughts we'll go ahead and get those um so in in conclusion uh dark is the devil and we should all hate them okay. i think that's what i got from the conversation well, right? clearly obviously they're going to declare war on us. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, of course. I just wanted to, wanted to make sure. The conclusion I got is that Scopely also grabbed us and whispered, we're going to stick our thumb up your ass. And then they actually did it. Yeah, it wasn't just a joke. I mean, they, they took a you, lot more than a you, thumb, but okay. If you've ever, if you've ever, if you've ever wrestled, and I mean seriously wrestled, then you know all about checking somebody's oil. So I think the conclusion is Scopely is all of our. Uh, the Joker as Sancho Panza's. They're laughing at us. Uh, all the way to the bank. All the way to the motherfucking bank. All right. That being said, I think we'll move on to regular fucking Star Trek stuff. Like, uh, I know Tech's going to be mad because he's not here and he's like the guy, but did everybody finally, I know Boom finally, uh, Boom finally did, or Occam's, was it you? They finally watched all the shit we were talking about earlier. Occam finally watched it, but I'm caught up too. Uh, Occam's and Boom are like fucking rare. They're like, finally, I'm caught up for this shit. We're talking about it. Fuck, fuck tech. We're, <laughs> we don't care. We're talking about this shit. So if I'm not mistaken, the uh, last episode was the one with the Gorn again, right? Yeah. Yeah. How? They're aliens. How the, super fucking... Gorn, the super Gorn babies that can drag. Oh. My thing is, so my thing is just like, we obviously know that most of us agree, I think, that the writing um, and the storytelling um, and you know, the inclusivity aspect and all these things is much better in this show than in the show that shall not be named, right? I think we're all pretty much in agreement that there's some issues, but it's still enjoyable show. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think, I think we're all in agreement there. But I think we'll talk about uh, the fact that why do they have such a huge heart on for the Gorn in this show, or at least in this season? Uh, I mean, I feel like the Gorn have pretty much been brought up in at least half the episodes. Well, I mean, obviously they're building up. They're building up for something big. I think it was the legacy enemy that was free for them to develop without having to fully retcon them and say, oh, we're going to reskin the Klingons and they're going to look different, act different, you know, uh, you know, so if you did the Klingons, the Romulans, the Cardassians, the Dominion, it's been done to death. So I think there's, there's not only is it easy to go, Oh, we're going to make the Tholians or the, uh, the fucking, uh, uh, the Gorn, uh, the evil baddies. And we don't have to undo a lot of stuff to write new stuff. Plus, there's a little nostalgia thing to go, hey, remember this enemy that goes all the way back to Toss? We're bringing them back. It's kind of retconned a lot, though. I mean, they're yeah. fucking 
they're no longer bipedal. That now they're like, why didn't the Gorn just spit fucking acid slash baby making juice on fucking Kirk? Like, I well, I, I don't, I don't disagree that they significantly, drastically retconned and changed uh, the Gorn, but they didn't have to. By doing that, they didn't significantly, drastically change a huge body of work. Yeah. You know, because they're just like we see the Gorn in one toss episode, and then they're just kind of mentioned again, and you know, it, it fleetingly in like people's backstories or whatever, uh, or in a way, you know, we never see him again. I think we only ever saw Gorn the one time, right? In every series. So I actually kind of think that that what they're doing here is a, a little different because so sometimes different species can have different life cycles, right? And adult Gorn might be bipedal, but adolescent, you know, young, you know, childhood to adolescent Gorn might be, uh, you know, whatever, you know, walking around on four legs is, um, quadpedal, I guess. Um, quadruped. Quadruped. Yeah. Yeah. Quadruped. Um, you know, it might they might have the the mental development that allows them to be primarily bipedal later on in their life cycle. Um, you know there are species tadpoles to frogs. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll give you that. Okay, it was a really cheap ass rubbery plastic suit in the original because obviously they had budget issues, but that was a very purely bipedal. Uh, th- that that level of the, that that developmental change from adolescence to I mean is I can't think of anything in nature where you actually have that significant a difference. But yeah, I mean, I I guess I can live with that. That wasn't really my my main point. It was just kind of that they they are really changing up quite a bit. Like the the whole okay, it's gonna spit on you to to impregnate you. And then also, like, why is the adolescent doing that? Although I guess, you know, in, in adolescence you can get there. But why didn't the adult one do it to Kirk? Maybe maybe Kirk just didn't float his boat. You know, Kirk <laughs> didn't float his boat. That thing, the spitting the spitting baby juice burning ass or whatever it was, well, like, it's just fucking weird to me. So that episode started, and it was clearly playing homage to... to alien and aliens right. and then it went it went from playing uh, paying homage to it which could be kind of cool to just blatantly ripping it off yeah 100 yeah, the the sets were the same uh, the 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 motions of the uh, uh gorn hatchlings the spinning of acid the impregnating you mean you mean people getting dragged off but the aliens are just in the shadows enough where we can't see them. yeah and and bursting yeah. out of their chest the first the first person view of their heat vision or whatever you know their fucking their their infrared vision or whatever the fuck they got you know that uh, to me it's even all that stuff because i'm one of those people who can reconcile the fact that I, I, I can get behind the fact that in the 60s, you're very limited in your what you can do, right? I mean, so 
that's fine. I'm not, that's not even what I'm worried about. I'm completely okay with you, you know, jazzing it up a bit for, you know, modern, modern film. I'm, I'm okay with that. My issue is the, when Kirk encounters the Gorn, it was like this, holy fuck, what is that? Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like this, nobody knows anything about it. When in actuality, if all this shit happened seven to ten years before, they would have been, oh, that's the that's this and that, and this is what we can do, and we'd have all these things, and blah, 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 blah. We know all about it. And that's my problem, is that you're adding shit in that in the timeline and just doesn't go together. Just yeah. like we were discussing, just like we were discussing with like Laan. You know, the thing is, like, oh, it's a descendant of Khan. Dude, Spock is there, witnessed it. When they, when Kirk and the crew in the original series found Khan floating around, everybody would have been immediately like, "Fucking lock him up, put him behind fucking force fields, gunpoint. These motherfuckers are dangerous. Don't wake them all up." You know what I'm saying? Like everybody would have known. So it's just like I, I don't know. Like somebody's somebody did a ripped a line of coke and then was drinking heavily and was like, "You know, it'd be really cool." And then they just went with it. Like, and don't get me wrong, I I. The presentation is still good. I still enjoyed the episode for what it was. I thought it was it was still good, um, like it was storytelling, so to speak, in my opinion. Like it was still a good show. I thought it, I thought it was pretty decent. For me, that was one of the worst episodes of the whole season. So I mean, well, every every season's got to have like an episode that's not yeah. the best, right? Yeah. So I mean, not everything can be fucking jam up. And still better than the best episode of the show that will not be named. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's so that's my that's my point. Like I think I've gotten to the point now where I I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of people are like me uh, and a couple of my close friends that I've talked to that are into Star Trek, they are like me and they've admitted as much that at this point I am so desperate for at least a decent Star Trek show. Like something decent. It doesn't even have to be like whacked out of the park. At least just like a first base run. Like just to hit a hit a single, like I'm I'm cool with that at this point because the bar I've, I've lowered the, Yeah, I was I've lowered the bar so much because I'm just so desperate for something to get behind a new show to get behind that now I'm willing to overlook so many of the, the other things. Whereas like five years ago, I would have had a problem. Yeah, but there are some things that I mean they can't all be lower decks. They well let's let's face it. Once I actually started paying attention to lower decks and rewatching it, I actually did really enjoy it. Uh, and also, Prodigy was actually not a bad uh, show. I mean, I know it's geared toward kids, but I thought it was a pretty decent show. Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of wonder how that works out within the the larger canon, you know. But you know, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, with Prodigy, Prodigy, they went so far off and left field, and I think they did it on purpose so that way they could pretty much just do whatever they needed to do because you know it's a kid show, and yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's basically like Star Wars and Star Trek. It, there's it's it is kind of it is kind of like the the fucking big ba- bad guys like fucking with general grievous or whatever the fuck his name is um so but yeah i mean i think that's the point i think that's where a lot of people are at we were just so fucking desperate for something and they finally come out with it and we're like we're like hell yeah you guys fucked up a lot of shit but at least it doesn't feel like uh a fucking street protest or something like geez oh pete thank god i i think we should be forgiving of timeline incongruity here because remember remember what they're trying to do they're trying to they're trying to ground this back to what everyone liked and not 
the stuff that everyone didn't like. So there has to be fan service. I have a theory that they're they're building towards. The, uh, they're making the Gorn so evil, you know, grabbing sentient beings and putting kidnapping them and putting them on planets to feed to their children and and just demonstrably fucking horrific plane of hell shit that uh, that they're going to go into some moral quandary stuff like near genocide is going to be it, it, the Federation is going to commit near genocide on the Gorn. Maybe they deploy a genetic weapon that makes them all look like shitty rubber masks. Yeah, and then that's gonna be why. And that's gonna be. Uh, I see what you did And that's there. gonna be why in Kirk's time they're like the fuck Gorn. We've seen them in fucking thirty years. It's because Federation killed all of them. He didn't even think that. Well, it, it, like Kirk was right after Pike, but not only that, he it wasn't like oh we've never seen. And then even more oh, than that though, an, another little thing. Yeah, his brother was literally there. You think he'd send a message when he got back? Like, dude. We had the yeah. most fucked up thing happen. At, like, hey, did you get my voicemail about the Gorn? Hey, did you? So, so did anybody else get the where they completely ripped off the scene on the bridge when Kirk's brother was like yelling at him, "You're just a robot," and blah blah blah. They ripped off yeah, the scene from yeah. the bridge from the 2009 movie. Yeah, I was watching that and I was just like, "That is really fucking cheesy." The actor is shitty. Like. <laughs> When I finished the series, I kind of have come to the conclusion that actually I think the show is getting a little too much credit for the writing. I don't think the writing's bad, but I don't think it's the the writing that's making this show. I think it's the casting. I think this is one of the casting's fantastic cast I've seen in a long time. Have you ever been at a bar at three o'clock? Yeah. In the afternoon or. <laughs> In the in the morning, and the bar is closing, and you got yes. slim chickens. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's two forty-five, and the last call for alcohol has just happened. That's where we're at, my brother. I, I mean, uh, desperation o'clock. I, I think the casting and the acting in this series is some of the best we've ever seen. Yeah, I, like honestly, if you really go back and look and watch some of the, and like I've just recently been watching Voyager for my first time and stuff, but watching some of these shows, like there are plenty of episodes in, in all the series where you're just like, oh, that wasn't, you know, like I love the Star Trek universe, but man, that episode was a little goofy. Uh, so I can forgive for that because that's a constant across Star Trek. It's not like, one of them was written so well, and then all these other ones are just terror, you know. And, and so, yeah, Strange New Worlds, like, it, it's not that this, that show that won't be named was so bad that we're accepting something that's total crap. I think it is similar to some of the other, like TNG, et cetera, where it's a decent show. It's not great, and it has issues. Um. You know, like Voyager had that fucking salamander ish uh, episode. Oh my god! So, so I mean, uh, but but I think it's it's solidish Star Trek. I you know, I'll, like anything we can nitpick because my god, for example, the a couple episodes back when they took over the ship, like why in Star Trek is it always so fucking easy for people to just take over starships? Like goddamn, you you think something that powerful and important, fucking. But it moves the plot forward, so they keep it that way. That was second place for the worst episode. 
While you were taking the shit, a boarding party beamed over. What? Yeah, when you flush the toilets, the shields lowered just long enough. Was classy, lazy trek riding. <laughs> uh, they take over the ship. Uh, they, they get boarded. They can't fight. Eh, you know, uh, they use the codes to backdoor their own ship to turn the weapons off and drop the shields. Oh, you already did that in the movie. But they can't turn the en- impulse engines off and they have to shoot their own ship. Because they can turn everything else in the ship off, but they can't turn the impulse engines off. Hey, man, have you ne- have you never gone to work with a hangover? It's not always your best work. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. About like I say, on the whole, I think, you know, as long as as long as they don't do what Picard did, because Picard was like decent. I like the fact that it was. I like the fact that Picard was really dark. You know, it, it really explored that really yeah, dark it, bit. It was kind of a drama more than a story for most of it. So, I mean, it definitely could have been a fucking hour and a half long movie. But it was like decent. And then all of a sudden in the second season, it was like. They didn't just drop the ball like they fucking they stabbed it with a knife and threw it in the trash can. And so hopefully I'm praying to God this stays. Somewhat decent. At least, because for fuck's sake, this is the first new trick that I've liked for, you know, live action for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think it will, because it's it's obvious, it's obvious they want to they wanna keep milking this intellectual property they got now. And this is a reflection on like, okay, wait, these things we've did have been unpopular. How do we, how do we get this fan base invested again? Well, they liked this. Let's get back to stuff they liked. And it's. It, it's going to be popular and they're going to keep doing it because it's going to make them money. So cynically, yes, it will keep being pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, bad writing happens. I mean, like one of my other little favorite, like they're so bereft of, so they have Khan, you know, Noonien saying, and so in TNG, the guy that made data, his name is Noonien Soong. Like, are, are you guys really that bad at names? Uh, and and then the lack of seatbelts. Like, I cannot count how, how many episodes, like, they have artificial gravity, and how many episodes has someone been flung from their seat and hit their head or broken their arm? Like, like put on a fucking seatbelt! But that, then the plot couldn't move forward. I absolutely was sitting there watching that episode going, Jesus fucking Christ! Fucking seatbelts! We just we have to accept as consumers of narrative that constraints and weaknesses and vulnerabilities will be added as needed by the writers at any time. No, I know, but fuck. Um, what was it in uh the movie? One of the movies, you know, they have the the seatbelt that come out of the seats. Oh, on the Franklin. No, it wasn't just on the Franklin. It was also in uh. On the, I think it was on the Enterprise uh, when they were crashing into Earth. And yeah, the, they were like little leg holders. They went you're into in, into darkness. I think this series doesn't respect inertia except when it hurts people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what I wanted to say, somebody mentioned earlier about like Discovery being unpopular. That's that's actually just not true. I mean, Discovery. I remember back in two thousand uh, in twenty twenty one, like less than a year ago. 
They released. Re- rephrase. SK, hang on. Rephrase then. Unpopular among real Star Trek fans. They 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 realized they didn't have the buy-in of the fan base, and they wanted the buy-in of the fan base because there's this huge existing fan base, which is subscription money. Well, the thing is, what I was going to say is that actually, um, at least as of last year, Discovery was Paramount Plus's most watched show. So, you know, there might not be as many subscribers as like Netflix or Hulu or or wherever, but it's as far as popularity, they're definitely it, it's going. Um, and so maybe, like you say, maybe they understand that they have this new age you know, let's all hold hands audience that's watching Discovery. And they say, well, how the hell do we get the people that can't stand this shit? Well, let's make strange new worlds. So maybe maybe that's the the idea. Maybe they'll just pit us against each other, right? <laughs> this half over here is Team Discovery. This half over here is Strange New Worlds. It's the opposite of pitted against each other. It's they want to unify. They want to get back to one fan. They want to have the Star Trek fan base, not the old school star trek fan base and the discovery star trek fan base i mean like i'm not and i'm less speculating here as much as i'm like i talking about things i've read in industry magazines so uh and uh uh captain uh pike is the greatest star starfleet captain of all times and here's hawaii fuck you fight me Whoa. They had an episode where they clearly wanted they clearly wanted to have a firefight on the bridge, and the bad guys stormed the bridge, and every bridge officer on the bridge had a phaser clipped underneath their under their control panel. And clearly that's not a Starfleet regulation. That was an alt that was a you know, that was that was Pike going, This is my ship, and I want to be ready to fucking rumble at the drop of the hat. I want every one of you swinging dicks and, and massive fierce ovaries to have a phaser clipped under your duty station, charged, ready to go at all times. That's the standing captain's order. And that's why Pike and that's why Pike was the greatest Starfleet captain of all time. <laughs> he put a fucking phaser at every workstation on the Enterprise. The hunt for Red October when the guy snaps his fingers. They had an armory case in the med bay. Remember Spock opens up a fucking armory case, Pelican case? Then there's two phasers and two communicators in there. Pike had fucking a weapons cache in the med bay. I respect that. One episode, it's going to get to a point. It's like, actually, there's a phaser implanted in your arm. We had it put there just in case. That's an excellent idea. Why the fuck they didn't have two of those running around? Fucking two gun gunslinging. I don't know. Fucking Iron Man. <laughs> I just I can't understand how they're so fucking bad at aiming. It's a phase like it shoots a straight line. You don't even have to account for drop over distance. Like it's fucking point and click. It doesn't have a sight. Maybe sights. How hard is it for you to point your finger at something and get it right the first time? Like it's it's it should have a laser pointer, and then you push harder, and then it's the phaser. Come on, put it on constant stream and wave that bitch around like a garden hose. Yeah, that's like yeah, they point it straight, and then they just like just fucking yeah, wave it a little bit, clip the whole fucking group. Well, why doesn't it just? Why doesn't it have a sensor and it just auto-targets to the thing you're closest to pointing to? Because that would make all the firefights boring. 
Yeah, well, well, and then, then there was I can't remember if it was because again I've been watching Voyager too. I don't so I don't remember if it was Voyager if it was in a, the Strange New World thing. But somebody said something about oh I'll I'll set this phaser to broad spectrum and and knock them all down and and and, and shoot shoot you all. And I'm like, why the f- like why are you letting people shoot at you then so often? Just do that all the fucking time. Knock them down first and then blast them in the face. Like what? I, uh, just put it on wide angle stun and wave it around like a garden hose. You can always tell your allies, hey man, my bad, I'm sorry. But it was just stunt. <laughs> so it doesn't count really as friendly fire. Yeah. Uh, so I mean there yeah, there's there's always gonna be goofy ass issues with, with Star Trek, but I still fucking love it. And I, I I've really enjoyed your inability to manage lighting. Fucking flashlights. Jesus yes. Christ. Oh my god. Every Star Trek series is can't figure out how to manage darkness on an away mission. They all have the the flashlights clipped on their their away mission, like the spacesuits. They all have them. Yeah, but they're well. Voyager has like armband flashlights, which is goofy. Uh, yeah, they all have different. But but then when they shoot their shows though it's like the out the you know the the candelier and the lumen that are coming out of their you know twenty third century flashlights look like a pen light with a weak double A you know are you trying to drive the cinematographer mad yeah they'll all have car headlights on there they, oh my god I, I, yes we got to keep it within like twelve stops of dynamic range otherwise it's a nightmare. Fuck cinematographers. I mean, how hard would have like a little, a little probe, just a little hover drone, that followed you around with a flashlight that pointed wherever you looked and threw light everywhere? You mean how hard would it be to? Well, that'd be fine for for Star Trek technology. Like you go on an away mission, it's going to be dark. We can do that. Like that's what I'm saying. We could just put a flashlight on a drone and film it that way. Yeah. Why don't they put phasers on the drones? What what about are you guys uh were you guys sorry I had a fucking couple DMs were you guys talking about the fact that everybody has like a fucking fifty eight flashlights on their person? That's just preparedness, man. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you right now, uh, if you're trying to sneak around somewhere and you have flashlights on your shoulders and your gun and your face and your dick, and they're on, just you don't really have to sneak anywhere. You just just walk. Yeah. You know, just just walk. You could even just yell, be like, "Hey, is anybody here?" Because I mean, yeah, you are broadcasting your location. It's like, hey, it's, it looks like there's a fucking a late night used car sale going on with the shit spotlights in the fucking air. And and you're telling me with the technology that was in Jordy's visor, they can't fucking figure out night vision in the future. <laughs> no, but 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 she. But TNG, but TNG is like 60 or 80 years later, man. Yeah. Isn't it 30? I think it's 30. I think all these things are like constant phaser fire, constant beams, and night vision. No, it, TNG is in TNG is the 2300s. I think these were all shitty addendums that the Federation signed during the Treaty of Algernon when they gave up cloaking technology. Like everybody focuses on the cloaking. With the Treaty of Algernon, I think there's like all these addendums that they also settled for that, that the Klingons and the Romulans got out of them also of like, you know. Flashlights are limited to 10,000 candle power. What is that? Yeah, but that's, <laughs> what do we care? What would that ever bite us in the ass? And we can't use constant fire. 
all right, whatever. We can't have sights on our guns. What the fuck is this? We we can't use condoms anymore. What the hell? They're also not allowed to train with their phasers. They can only use them in real, real fire. Everybody hip, everybody hip fires with the phaser. That should go to show you something. Everybody's just hip firing. They're just, there's no sights on a phaser either. You know, there's like, you just fucking, it's like stormtroopers. Uh, that episode where they were doing the uh, uh, Enterprise bingo, and the, the I love that they called the first officer the death of fun. I thought that was particularly, that was the Nick Cruz nickname for her. I thought that was awesome. Uh, and they one of the things on the bingo was they had to shoot themselves with the phasers on the lowest setting. And it was like, ow! And I'm like, dude, that's simunitions. So I just imagine the lower <laughs> decks are running amok with phasers set to the lowest power setting, just laser tagging all day long on their free time, you know? I do. I just play laser tag. <laughs> is what what kills me is like aside from certain situations, um, and even in a lot of places, even police officers, you don't get like free acts. You can't just go like check out a fucking gun. Like, hey, can I get some ammo and a fucking gun? And I'm just gonna go hang out. Like this shit's pretty well controlled right there's a pretty tight control on really you couldn't do that well i was a firearms instructor i could i I had a fucking fully automatic h and k 416 sitting in my house but i'm also the firearms instructor i'm not the guy who's going to be shooting people with phasers on the lowest setting we in one of our uh renegotiations we got in 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 addition to not instead of in addition to uh structured firearm training every month they had to give every officer uh, I think it was a hundred rounds of ammo for your duty weapon, and you got to use that on your own time. Right. I already said in 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 in, in the exception. I said even in some police depressed there's many police departments you're required to turn your gun in when you go home. So um, to include uh, you know military bases, like you know you can't fucking bring your gun home with you. Um, so what I'm saying is in this situation, it's very much a militaristic style. They say, they, I know they say they're not the military. You have rank structure, you have weapons, you have offensive capabilities. You got fucking photon torpedoes, right? Yeah. It's a Navy ship. Like who the fuck's just going to go up and be like, Hey, let me hold one of them phasers. Why? Uh, reasons for science. Let me have one. Like, unless you're on Pike ship where there's a phaser, every broom closet has a fuck is a secondary armory. So, which, which, so, but what I'm saying is, which goes against the point that you made earlier that Pike's the best captain because on his ship, people can shoot each other with live fucking firearms. So I would call that, I would call that a net loss. Like, th- there's a reason that even today, that is, you know, most of the, the Navy, uh, you know, officers and, and enlisted are unarmed on a ship. And that's because mutiny. Less so in today's day and age, but really it, it was always a concern. It's a proud naval tradition. Yeah, yeah. And so fucking, yeah, the, the Pike, that's a double-edged sword. He's basically given almost everybody an easy access to weaponry for mutiny. Uh, it's not a problem unless it happens. Maybe he, I mean, that's why he's such a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> the mutiny is just like, hi. Maybe that's why he's feeding them, you know, you know, all those barbecues and breakfasts and buffets and shit that he does in his quarters. Maybe that's just like him handing out Snickers bars to his crew. How can you mutiny against the captain who cooks for you? Here, yeah, put, that in, yeah. put that in your mouth. 
enjoy that. So when that day comes and he finally snaps and he's blasting yeah. everybody, he's going to kick the door into my office and go, thanks for the candy. Thanks for the ribs, <laughs> man. <laughs> See, how you mutiny on that is they get actually sent out to deep, you know, deep space for them and and you know three years in on a mission and you have a lot of men on a small ship that miss companionship we'll say and then mutinies happen that that's that is a time-honored navy tradition for sure i guess they don't have holodecks yet because that would be the solution there yeah i don't think they have a holodeck because you were talking about pike earlier did anyone else really uh, like the uh, role that he had in the, the fairy tale episode where he was a big pussy? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I actually really, I really liked that episode in general. Just uh, it's a filler episode, but it went back to the goofy kind of yeah. shenanigans that you would see in some of the, the older Star Trek. Yeah, it was definitely a nod to that stuff. But that, that, that is an illustration of my point of like, that was really weak writing. Oh, we went to an, we just, there's a nebula. We fascinated with nebulas and we're going to every star. No, they're like moths to the flame. Every Federation vessel can't help from flying into a nebula. If they find it, they fly into the nebula and then like, Oh, we don't notice anything wrong. And then when we try and leave our engines don't work and there's an entity alive in the nebula and it causes reality to shift on our boat. I mean, how many times has Star Trek done that in every fucking, but the cat, but actors went, nuts it, it was so well acted and it was so much fun to watch you didn't care that the premise of the episode was just dumb as fuck well no they just had fun it because was so, they it was every, so much fun to watch every actor went it was it was almost like a complete 180 of what their characters were like laon was like the helpless princess with you know with her boobs yeah. hanging out oh, that was hilarious and then you know just i mean the thing is what they did is they just every role people just went complete 180 from their Except Ortegas, they were like, we're going to turn Ortegas from eight. We're just going to turn her up to 11 and let her go. <laughs> we're going to take Ortegas. We're going to give her Coke and just send her at it with a sword. Yeah, yeah that, was, um, that was like, yeah, that was like, that was like uh, Archer, like, you know, coked out Pam. That was coked out Ortegas. I love that. But, but the thing, they did that back in the day. And that's why it was so, a lot of that was so enjoyable. They did shit like that back in the day. Just like the fucking, the Wild West episode you know, from back in the day. Yeah, we were going to see how, you know, the type of people we, we were. So we were going to recreate this really shitty Western fucking and have you guys go at it. But it was still entertaining. I mean, for those of us who are fans of especially the original series, which is my favorite, um, you know, it was too, it's super entertaining. So um, anyway, I've been sitting here bullshitting to that for a while. Um, does anybody in the audience want to come up? Anybody want to share anything? Anything at all? Come on up and participate because we need you to do so or something. I don't. Know. I can't wait to see a Section Thirty One show. I think that's where they could really There's, introduce a lot of technology that we haven't seen or that we think they should have and they don't or whatever. Does anybody else think that Nurse Chapel's going to be turned out to be a Section Thirty One agent? I think I, I think Nurse Chapel's a Section Thirty One agent. I'm just I'm just waiting for the episode where Spock finally claps those cheeks because it's coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because Nurse Chapel at this point she should have like holstered hyposprays. She should just walk around with a hypospray swung low on each hip and cross draw. 
you know, just <laughs> she's kind of a badass. Badass. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I fucking love the actress. I'm. I'm telling. I'm. If not, I. I don't know. I would. I would even say in the next season. I, I think that Spock's going to end up giving her some of that logical dong. I mean, you know, I would, but you know, beside the point. Strat, what up? Hey guys. Uh, I just want to say also that part where Chapel was wanting to give Spock a kiss in that episode, but he kind of just turned away from her when he was like raging. I don't know that whole thing with Spock where he just couldn't handle his own emotions there at the end of it. Well, I'm I'm telling you, the way it's going, you know, there's going to be a point where he can't handle something else and she's going to come save the day again, if you get my meaning. Yeah, definitely. But also, did y'all see the uh, latest episode of the Orville? Um, where they, I guess they're, I don't know if they were trying to do something with LGBTQ with that episode. Um, I know they kind of brought back a little bit more of that suicide stuff from the first episode, but I don't know. I was trying to figure out how they were, what they were approaching with this episode. Yeah, I watched it. I, it, it felt like they were trying to smash me in the face with a, a moral, uh, lesson i i guess and it, you know i i didn't have necessarily anything against the premise of you know let people be whoever the fuck they want to be but i don't know if it was actually that compelling of a an episode in and of itself to watch but yeah i don't know if i should spoil anything by talking about what actually happened I don't, I don't, I don't watch the shit. So go ahead. Eh. I, I mean, I kind of. It, the fact was that they, you know, already kind of introduced the, the situation in the first season. I think. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know that it was. I, I feel like it was just a continuation of the conversation that was already being had, on that first season episode, which. I mean, in that one, honestly, I I actually enjoyed that particular episode. Um, yeah, I thought it was, especially the first one was good. I just, I felt like they had kind of said their piece. And for those that don't know, basically, um, so the Mocklins are, are an all-male species, basically. Uh, although, on very rare occasion, apparently they give birth to females. Um, but females aren't acceptable in society so they're typically then surgically modified and so in that one there was a a court case and everything and and they upheld the the idea that no all mocklins should be male and they surgically modified the their baby to to be a male and in this episode uh the the, uh, child had, had grown up some and was kind of suffering a gender identity crisis or not necessarily exactly it just didn't understand their like had a lot of feelings of displacement that sort of thing which they weren't aware at the time that their gender had actually been been modified but they became aware during the episode and then they decided that they wanted to change back uh and then that was just kind of the 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 premise of the episode uh so a little bit of gender identity stuff and, and but I guess from my perspective, I felt like they really 
covered a lot of that ground in the first one and the whole idea and the moral quandary of, you know, being the difference between being accepting of an individual's rights versus being accepting of what a society expects and things like that. And I, I felt like they covered that moral quandary pretty well in the first one. And I felt like this one was just a little too much mallet to the face for my taste. I don't think it was a bad episode. It just, I don't know. It, it felt a little forced. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I, the one thing like I did, I agree with you that the first episode was better um, by miles better. Yeah. Um, this one, I, I kind of give a pass to because I kind of feel like it's a resolution to that uh, situation. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of, it was kind of, uh, it, it was Chekhov's gun, but you know, it, it was the gun that's left on the table it, in this case, you know, surgically modified. Um, <clears throat> that has been sitting there since the first season. You know, how how is this going to play out when the child is older? And obviously there's been this time skip or whatever, maybe the child ages faster. Um, I mean, I know we're on like season three or four or something, but, uh, you know, everybody's much older now. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, as far as... It, it it to me it, it was just that resolution of it. Yeah, I just have to say the way Isaac kind of his reasoning for the whole why he did what he did in the episode was not because he was trying to help somebody, but because he thought that it would be, I guess, engender himself better with the crew as a um, person. I don't know, or. Is, I couldn't quite understand what his reasoning for, for that was. But also, I have to say, I, I love the end of the end when um, Clyden is leaving and is packing up his stuff, turns to the child and basically says, I wish you were dead. I thought that was like pretty cold for, for, for this kind of episode. Yeah, I wish you'd never been born. Yeah, no, it like Clyden definitely represented that whole could not let it go. Uh, okay, boomer style, I guess. Well, I I didn't see the second one, but I remember the first one pretty well, and I felt like it was a well written, well acted. Uh, it had nuance. It was this is a situation, and you you may be as you are enjoying this entertainment, it may you're going to have your own beliefs that might influence you on what the correct decision is. And this weird space lizard, uh, uh, gender dilemma. Uh, but they didn't in that episode, it was very classic. Like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to talk about this issue, but we're going to leave room for, for not saying, Hey, this is the right path. Various people in the show are going to have different opinions, but as the writers, the writers who went like, oh, we're, well, this is what you should believe, and we're clearly going to write it that way. Uh, and so, but they wrote it in a way that was nuanced enough that if you did bring your personal beliefs as a audience member in, they did it well enough that at least you would think about your beliefs, even if you didn't change them. And that's good writing. 
it sounds like you're saying in the second one, it it it, it was more of you know, we're going to show you why all these decisions were wrong. I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Um, there was definitely some some points there that that, but I I did feel like they. It was more about her feelings and transitioning back and and less like you could still see the societal pressure and uh, that um, the the angry husband has. Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, Clyden. Yeah. But. Sorry, uh, my cat has decided to climb up on my keyboard tray, so uh, she's kind of distracting me by going at my mouse. Um, but it, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it definitely was less nuanced than the first one. I will definitely agree with you on that. But it, I don't know. It, it was just... Um, <laughs> she just fell down. Um, of course, <laughs> but I don't know. I I would still say it's not up there in the top episodes. Um, I'll go that far to say I still think the Orville's a probably one of the best Star Trek shows. That's not Star Trek. That you know, better better Star Trek than Star Trek and um you know, than a lot of most recent Star Treks. Yep. Yeah, I still like the Orville. I just, I thought that this episode was not as well done as some of the others. And that's not, it's not because of, of the message. It was just, I, I don't know. I thought it was a little more hand-fisted. I have to watch it. I'm I'm intrigued now. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem, you know, a, good, a well-written episode and pretty much anything that's like, hey, we're going to we're going to do some stuff that may make you think about your beliefs. And we may and if we do our we do our job right, maybe we can make you examine your beliefs in a non-threatening manner that uh, and then there's preachy writing. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was necessarily preachy. Preachy. I think part of it for me, at least, of why it lost some of its oomph was also because, you know, they they did kind of, as I think it was Strat mentioned, they did kind of a little bit touch on how the, I think their name was Topa, uh, was having some somewhat suicidal thoughts because, you know, they, they didn't feel like they belonged, that sort of thing. And that would have been more impactful had they not just had Isaac try to kill himself like a couple episodes ago so i right yeah i i would agree with you there too but yeah i i do still like i can't help it i do still like the orville just like i i, I like strange new worlds despite all its flaws yeah hello when you i think like strange new worlds when you have a cast like that you can pretty much watch them do fucking anything just about i mean like uh like ahura like ahura's story of like she's not sure that starfleet is for her 
I mean, if that had been like overdone and, and she had been like a tilly, whiny, it would have been fucking horrific to watch. But the actress that but it was written very subtly, they, you know, they drug it out of her and the actress had such chops that she could play it subtly that, uh, you know, made it interesting. Yeah. Where did SK go? We're not sure. He's reading uh, Nurse Chapel and uh, Spock fanfic, erotic fanfic, or writing it. Yeah, that tracks. Step away for a minute, and SK is gone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they have a wonderful, wonderful cooking cast on. And also, um, I guess I'll say this. I don't know if anyone else in the audience has ever watched. Um, I, I was talking to Techman about this show a couple weeks ago about, um, what is it, For All Mankind on Apple TV+. Plus. If any of y'all haven't checked that out, y'all should really check that out. It's really an awesome show if y'all haven't seen it. The writing on it's amazing. The cast is pretty good, too. That was a good show. You know what? I would agree with you about seasons one and two. Season three has been garbage, in my opinion. The, the whole thing with... Um, uh, not to, to spoil anything, but the whole thing going on between Karen and and uh, you know the boy, the the kid, young man at this point, I guess. Just it, it's just all so cringeworthy, and I don't know. What show are you talking about again? For all mankind. Uh, I haven't watched that. Yeah, I don't even know what that's about. It's it's an alternate history if the Soviets had won the, the race to the moon. So it's basically like uh, instead of basically the Soviets get a, a man on the moon before um, before Armstrong gets there in between uh, Apollo's 10 and, and 11. Interesting. Yeah, I, that came out a while back, didn't it? Yeah, it's on season three. Oh, well, I only watched season one. All right, so I should probably go back and watch that. I don't, I don't really remember a lot of the. I just remember enjoying it when I watched that first season. Well, anyways, I guess we'll just kind of wrap the show up. Doesn't look like SK is coming back, <laughs> even though he's the one who started the recording. No, no, I did. Oh, you did good. Yep. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for another episode of Trek Talk with all of us. <laughs> thank you, Boom. What is it that says? Please remember to like, subscribe, and do all the things social media demands that you do or else. Right, right, right. Do that or else. We'll send you uh, junk mail. That's the threat, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> all right. Let's hit the after party. <laughs>